Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Loud Outdoors. On the mic, on the camera, we're live. It's Wednesday. It's our study time. Sheesh, I just did this. We'll do it again. This time, apparently, you can hear me. At least at least it looks like we're recording again. Had some glitches in our equipment. You know, it just amazes me how often uh, we have troubles getting out a good message. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Anyway, we're in week two of the Spirit-Filled Life. This is... Um, by Joe Rylstek from he's a Facebook pastor that, that I, I I don't really know him personally. I like what he what he writes and what he reads. He's been he's done a, a study uh, that carried us over the 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 Holy Spirit. We've been spending a lot of time talking about learning about learning how to operate in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit to operate in us, who He is in us, and how He empowers us. So we're going to continue. This is the Spirit filled life, week two. Subtitle tonight is Baptized with the Holy Spirit and Fire. This ought to be good. I'm enjoying it. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, this is obviously, this is John the Baptist talking, and he's talking about Jesus is coming. He, he, he understands his role here. In today's verses, John the Baptist gave a clear prophecy to what Jesus the Messiah was going to do for his people. John the Baptist was called the Baptist because he baptized, he submerged people in water for repentance. In other words, when people came to John and confessed their sins, they were baptized in water as a sign of their repentance and initiation into the covenant God made with Moses and the Jewish people. Jesus, however, wasn't only going to do water baptisms in relationship to repentance and salvation, Matthew 28, 19, if you'll look that up, but he was also going to baptize, submerse people with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, something that occurred to me while I was reading this earlier, and I find it to be quite interesting, John was baptizing people with water because it was, that was how it was supposed to be. Here comes Jesus. Jesus is going to baptize you with fire. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, they're talking about being immersed in the Holy Spirit. Uh, water baptism is a reference today. It's a signification. It's a public declaration of our surrender to Christ. Our recognition in water baptism is being dying to who we old, our old man, who we were, being buried, and then being raised again, a new creation. I find it very interesting that the, the, the fact that John the Baptist was baptizing in water before Jesus was even crucified, buried in a tomb, and rose again. But that's the significance of baptism of water and baptism of fire. The, the very significance of why we do what we do in water baptism is a resemblance of Jesus dying, being put to death, being buried in that cave, and then being raised again as a new creation. We have that power through the Holy Spirit. Now, back to my notes here. Jesus, however, wasn't only going to water, do water baptism in relationship to repentance and salvation, but he was going to baptize and submerse people with the Holy Spirit in fire. The fire is believed by scholars to be a reiteration of the Holy Spirit. Just as when Jesus said in John 3, 5, no one can enter into the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. The water is a reiteration of the Spirit. Both water and fire give different descriptions of what the Holy Spirit is like when he acts in relationship to our spirit. 
In John 3, 5, the Spirit is attributed with the act of birthing a new spirit in man. So water is used as an example of a woman's water breaking in childbirth, natural childbirth. And in Matthew 3, 11, the Spirit is related to fire because fire was used to purify metals. Its power could mold and bend swords for battle. Jesus didn't only come to make sinners into saints and rebirth. He came to purify and empower disciples to establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. William Seymour said this, The baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire means to be flooded with the love of God and the power for service. Now, I really love this. This, this baptism in the Holy Spirit is literally an immersion, a, sub, a submersive. Uh, it, it, it floods us with the love of God. And it empowers us. It fills us. It flows out of us to serve him the way he's called us and created us to. Love and power are to work together for the glory of God in our lives. Remember, the baptism of water is related to repentance. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for the work of the ministry. Let me say that again. The baptism in water is related to repentance. It's a signification of us dying to who we were, being buried underwater, just like being buried, and then being raised again, a new creation, washed clean. So the, 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 the very significance of repentance, surrender and repentance, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work that God has called us to do, to do the work that he created us to do, to, to do the work of going into all the world and leading people to Jesus. That only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. And just like how everyone is commanded to be baptized with water, we're commanded to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, allowing God to fill, fill us completely as we submit to him in such a way that he can. As a result, John the Baptist felt he wasn't even worried to carry Jesus' sandals. Some versions say he wasn't even worried to, worthy to tie his sandals because Jesus' baptism is so life-changing and full of power. Therefore, every believer should honor Jesus and seek his spiritual baptism, the, the, the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I, I know there's a lot of denominational struggles with that. I'll ask you a question. Have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And if you can't answer that, or if you don't know, I want you to consider what it was like for those disciples. Jesus told them, I've got to go away. In, in Acts, where he's telling them, I've got to go away. You know, I, you've been with me. You, you've watched me do all these things, but you've watched me do them. Notice up until Jesus left, the disciples were with him at all the miraculous things. But they never performed any miracles themselves through the power of the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit wasn't in them yet. They were simply followers of Christ, doing his bidding as they followed him throughout, watching him and the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit work through Jesus. Now he's telling them, I want you to go and wait in this room. I've got to go away, but you go and wait and the comforter is going to come. So here they are in an upper room, Acts chapter 2. They're in the upper room the day of Pentecost, and they're praying. They don't know what to do. I mean, here's Jesus has been uh, crucified, and, and he's gone. They watched him go up into heaven. He's not with them anymore. They're, it's kind of like a bunch of lost puppies, right? Then you hear the recording of the, the sound of a rushing mighty wind begin to fill the room. They heard it coming. They heard the sound of the Holy Spirit filling the room. And then what appeared to be tongues of fire sat down upon each one of them. And as it touched them, 
they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit filled them completely. Now, they, they spoke in foreign languages. They spoke in languages that, that were not common to them. It was heard out in the streets. It caused a revival. The Bible says nearly 3,000 were added to the believers that day because of what transpired when the Holy Spirit came. Think about that for a minute. Think about what the power could do in you. The, the power of the Holy Spirit actively working in you as you allow the, the Spirit of God to empower you, to embolden you, to go into all the world and to lead people to Jesus. That's what it's for. That's who he's for. That's why the Holy Spirit comes for us. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, keep seeking him. Ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It's not a scary thing. Don't let it be a scary thing. This is the power of God coming upon us. Now think about this for a minute. If the if the the manifest power of God's spirit touches human flesh, what do you think is going to happen? We saw the story of Moses, right? When he goes up to mountain, he gets into the presence of God. He comes down glowing like a light bulb because the 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 manifest presence of God is going to have an effect on our physical body. Our human nature in the presence of God is going to respond. It's going to react. That's what happened when the Holy Spirit fell on those men in that upper room that day or on those people. It wasn't just the men. Keep that in mind. And they began to speak in foreign languages, tongues that they had no idea what they were saying. I've heard story after story where the Holy Spirit has given a message in a foreign tongue, given a message in tongues during a service, and a foreigner in that service respond because they heard God speak to them in their own language. How crazy and cool is that? But that's our God. God speaks out in such ways. Ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Confess your sins. Confess your doubts. Confess your fears that, that anything that may keep you from, from seeking and receiving this infilling of the Holy Spirit, this immersion in the Spirit of God. It's empowering. It's life-changing. It's life-altering. And we need it desperately, especially today with the time that we're in. Ask others to pray for you. I'm praying for you. That God's power fall upon you in such a way. That those tongues of fire rest upon you. And the, and the empowering, fulfilling, submersive Holy Spirit come upon you like you've never dreamed, like you've never felt before. That it changes you from the inside out. That it consumes you and that it emboldens you to go out into this world and do what God's called you to do. To speak to people, to lead people to Jesus. Wow, what a powerful, powerful message. Uh, know this. Ron and I love you. We're praying for you. We're praying that the Holy Spirit's fire falls upon you. We're, we're praying that you are consumed by the very manifest presence of God. Uh, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a dog and pony show. It doesn't have to be a dog and pony show. That's not what it's about. It's literally the living, breathing Spirit of God in us so that we can do what He's calling us to do in whatever fashion that may be. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep asking Him for more. There will never be anywhere we're not going to arrive anywhere until we stand before him and he says well done thy good and faithful servant enter into my rest until then there's more go deeper keep pursuing him keep digging deeper keep asking god to give you more keep asking him to give you what you're after looking th for the for the spirit of god's manifest presence in you at any given time to embolden you to empower you you know, I, I run on, on, on the wing sometimes and God will put something in my spirit and I speak it or I, I 
text somebody or I say something to somebody. That's the Holy Spirit actively working in me. I didn't have to give a message in tongues and interpretation. I didn't have to physically alter my body or in any way, shape, or form. It was the Holy Spirit flowing through me. That's what we're after. Again, I'm not looking for a dog and pony show. I want the power of the Holy Spirit live and well in me, actively working through me to touch people's lives. It's not about me. It's it's about God working through me. I'm just the vessel that he pours through into someone else. That's your calling as well. Seek all that he has for you and let him use you in whatever fashion he chooses. Amen. God bless you. Ron and I love you. We're praying for you tonight. Thank you for your support. Thank you for following along. Thank you for allowing me to restart, recoup, re-kick, whatever you want to call this. Hopefully this one worked. <laughs> God bless you guys. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.